What's going on, everybody? It is time for a new re-release episode of The Exchange. Only got a few more left of these. Uh, This episode just so happens to be the parents that I recorded when I uh, sat down with my parents, my mother and father, John and Stephanie Lewis. This episode was originally uploaded December 11th, 2020. It was episode number 23, and this is what our description was at the time. On this episode, Logan talks with John and Stephanie Lewis. John is a senior general superintendent at Holder Construction Company, and Stephanie is a stay-at-home mother. They are my parents. Together, they discuss Oh My Chicken, how they met, potty training, and each other's view on, views on compromise, intimidating, on meeting the family, moving around for John's career, relationships with siblings, memories as kids, and much more. This is, of course, a very important episode to me. This was aired on my dad's birthday three years ago. I think it was his 50th. I don't, I don't 100% know. But all I do know is that it's an important episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this re-release of an old favorite. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Welcome back to another episode of Whatever I Want with your host, Logan Lewis. Got some great guests today, as you can see from the title, but we'll get to that in a second. A um, couple quick programming notes real quick. Just go ahead and uh, follow us on Instagram at whatever Logan wants. That's where you get all the updates for whenever things are posted. Also, whether you listen on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Amazon, we're there. Make sure you're subscribed and you've left a rating and a review so that uh, it shoots us up the charts more. And... Um, we can go ahead and get into the guests today. Uh, my guests today are two people that I've known my entire life. He has worked 20 plus years in a commercial construction industry and still counting. And she has worked no job in her entire life. <laughs> Just kidding. She's worked numerous jobs and she also gave birth to me, my brother and sister, uh, this episode is airing just a few days after their 25th wedding anniversary. Please welcome John and Stephanie Lewis, my parents. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, Log. Thanks for having us on. Sure thing. No problem. I, uh, I'll, I'll say in advance a warning that there's probably going <laughs> to... Mom, for some reason, can't keep a straight face. <laughs> we haven't even said anything funny. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Sure thing. <laughs> um, I've got a lot of topics uh, sent in from our entire family, uh, except for your parents. They didn't want to add anything to the list. Thanks a lot, Mom and Dad. Yeah, thanks, Grandma. Um, I've got some questions individually for each one of you individually, and then I have like some that you can answer as a whole. Let's start individual. Mom. uh or no actually we should probably do hmm i don't know i don't know how i want to do i forget how i did it with grandma and grandpa do you remember did i just ask them i didn't really have questions for them individually did i I? you just asked them and they they talked yeah you know one at a time Mm, okay or offered their input Mm -hmm. um 
<laughs> um, Mom, was there any pressure being the only female in-law that the Lewis family would have? Were you intimidated at first? Um, yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I would say that I definitely was intimidated at first, and sometimes I'm still intimidated. But um, after being around him for so long now, 30-plus years, I mean, Jeanette was eight when I met your met your dad, and so I've basically known her her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, intimidated, definitely. But as years have gone by, a lot more comfortable now. Yeah. 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 Uh, a lot of just, a lot of just random, uh, random questions. So these bounce all over the place from dad's family to your family, whatever. Um, I was told to ask about the story of you climbing out the window when you were in high school. Huh? Apparently there's a story of you climbing out the window while you were in high school. Never. You don't think so? No. I have to go back and see who asked me that. No, I don't I don't ever remember climbing out a window. The only thing I remember is Sarah asked me to ask you um, that. She said, "What is the story about climbing out the window when you were in high school?" Oh, uh, maybe it'll come to me, but I don't remember anything like that. The only thing I remember is only thing I remember in high school sneaking out is maybe when Stacy and I, Aunt Stacy and I would sleep on the deck in the summer Mm -hmm. and then just go out the back gate and then just we didn't have a gate then oh no but we would um the yard wasn't fenced in then and we would just um we kind of would cruise town or walk around or but that was only once or twice but maybe it'll come to me i don't remember sneaking out of a window Hmm. okay well then well maybe it'll come to you yeah Uh, it's also said that you are a few of your sisters all said it is said that you are dad's favorite can you confirm or deny that (laughs) that I think that I'm his favorite I think that I um it may appear that way because I I think you're the most goofy and he's goofy at his core when I was in high school I um kind of was a third wheel with a lot of kids so in other words my friends had um they had a best friend, and then another friend had a best friend, so I was kind of like the third wheel or the fifth one in the group. So I ended up not doing a whole lot. You were with your parents all so the time? I hung out with Grandma and Grandpa a lot, Mom and Dad, and I'd watch TV with them. I'd go to movies, and I just wasn't into running around, hmm. so I just hung out at home. Wow, well, you are like me. I didn't do a whole lot. No, no. I just... I don't know. I was always afraid to do stuff, too. I was afraid of getting caught. I was afraid of what it would do to me if I did get caught. And I don't know. I just was kind of a scaredy cat. Another good question. Can you explain how you got in on the Las Vegas trip during the Breeders' Cup when it started out as a guy's trip? How did you um, weasel your way in? I think that it started with um, Sherry and Sarah started did they going at the same time that your uncle steve went and grandma was like why don't why don't they come why don't they come the girls and then the girls will go shopping and then i eventually 
I was invited and then eventually decided to go ahead and start coming. It was after you guys were a little bit older and I felt more comfortable with where we lived because we were moving all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the first times I ever went was when we lived in Arizona. I think so. Yeah. So it was like you guys were a little bit older. I felt a little bit more comfortable in my environment. And then... Um, who came to watch us when we were in Arizona or was it just dad? That's, it was just your dad. Uh, that and was then, before he went to the breeders cup. There was a separate trip that we took. Jessica Pakovic came and watched you guys. Jessica Pak. The TV blew out that weekend. What are you talking about? From Holder? Mm-hmm. Jessica. She watched us? Mm-hmm. I do not remember that. She stayed with you guys for two nights. In Arizona? Yes. Wow. I do not remember that. I don't remember that at all. I don't think I would have approved of that. <laughs> you and I drove up there, and we stayed with oh, Janine. That was when, that was when we went to a NASCAR race. You went to the NASCAR race. That's and not the reason why we went there. We no. went there to visit. I, I, the NASCAR race happens to be in town, so I went to the race by myself and <laughs> got a ticket. And you guys went and did whatever, but you guys were watched at home by Jessica Pakovic. She babysat you. I need to see a picture nights. of her. I, I I don't remember. Um, was there any pressure to follow your siblings athletically? Why did you choose volleyball? How come you? Um, no, no pressure. You just wanted to do it. I just it. liked it. I loved it. I actually, um, we all kind. Of, I don't think there was any pressure. It just kind of fell in line, and then um, it was the sport that I was. Uh, the best at out of the, all the sports that I played mm -hmm. and I loved it volleyball. So, and then of course it was, you know, when we were growing up and going to school, um, it was, a we had to pay for our own school. Mm. And so in order for me to go, um, a sport I was your way in a sport was my way in and I could get the most financial aid that through that way. Mm. Um, so, oh. yeah. All of your sisters also said that you're the shittiest sports player of all of them. How do you respond to that? That is a negative. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. None of them asked that. <laughs> um, when you were young, your big brother nicknamed you Lady. How did that come about? Um, I think that kind of like um, Grant, uh, my dad, grandpa. So your grandpa. Yeah. Um, I just kind of idolized Stevie. Yeah, and also Grandpa. So it was like every time Grandpa would watch TV and he'd sit in his chair and he'd watch the Cubs or something of an afternoon, I wanted to be sitting right there tucked in the chair next to him, mm -hmm. even at night when we watched TV, and that's how I felt about Stevie. It was like every time he came home, I wanted to be around him. I remember sitting on his bed while he was playing his Ario Speedwagon and his music, and I just sat there and looked at him, and he called me his little lady. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Kind of ties into that question. What's it like being the youngest daughter of the group? Um, It's got his, its advantages, and then it's got its uh, disadvantages. I feel like, um, you know, the advantages are, of course, as we got older – mom and dad could afford to do more because all the other kids were out of the house. So it seemed or probably appeared like we got everything that we wanted, um, uh, Uncle Shane and I. But then it also sometimes has a disadvantage now because I still kind of feel like the little sister, even though I'm going to be 50. So I, wow. 
yeah, I kind of feel like next year at time. Yeah, at times I feel like not quite sure my voice is heard, but yet I feel like it's it's getting there. Mm. You know, I feel like they still think I'm the little the little girl, the little sister. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. What was it like to share a birthday with an older sister? Now it's kind of cool, but like then. Um, to be totally honest with you, I do not remember being upset about it. Hmm. I'm not sure I ever was, although I could have been. I just don't remember being upset. I liked it. And actually, I like it even more now because it doesn't. I, I always probably put it in Aunt Sherry's cards. I always say, no matter where we are or what we're doing, I always will remember her birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'm always wondering what she's doing. I think about her all day. Really? So, yeah, I love it. Hmm. What was it like getting coached by an older sister? Who coached you? Aunt Shelley. Okay. That's who I was going to guess. Um, at uh, Parkland College. Um, actually, I remember. What she coach? Volleyball. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, I knew that when she came and was an assistant coach, I knew that it was going to be for the betterment of the team. Mm-hmm. So I actually was excited about her coming because I knew she knew a lot. Hmm. Um, and I knew she would help us get better. And she did. It was the first year that we ever went to the national tournament. So I totally, um, I totally know that everything that she taught us helped us get better and helped me get better. I also feel like, I don't know that I would have gotten that scholarship at South Alabama if it weren't a lot of the stuff that she taught us Mm -hmm. along the way. And that's how I got better. Hmm. So um, it was hard sometimes because the kids would say stuff. The girls would say stuff about her. Because she um, was kind of hard-nosed, and she was... Um, she was hard on you guys? She was hard on us, and she was made us run, and she made, you know... And they're like, well, your sister's treating us yeah. like shit. But I did say, um, I always... Most of the time, I defended her, and then I also told them if they had anything bad to say about her, not to say it in front of me. Mm. And they kind of kept quiet. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Dad did it for his career, but mentally... How did moving every couple of years treat you? Um, I think uh, it was... Because it took a toll on Griffin, Cameron, and I. Well, it was um, actually exciting. It was... I think we tried to make the most of it every single time that we moved. So we made it special. Mm-hmm. Kind of like an adventure. Um the one thing that was nice about it is if you didn't like where you were, you always knew that you weren't going to be there very long, so yeah, you were off. I would have to say probably when we moved to Virginia was when it really started taking a toll on me. I just didn't feel like unpacking the boxes because every single move that we made, mm. I unpacked everything. Yeah, decorated the house all the time, remember? Yeah. So I felt like if this was what our journey was going to be, I wanted to make sure that I made our house a home no matter whether or not we were staying for long or not. Mm. So, but by the time we got to Virginia, I really struggled opening the boxes. Then we moved here to Georgia. Mm. I had a hard time opening the boxes at that rental property. Um, And then the countless setting up doctors and schools and trying to find the right pediatrician and 
It just It's exhausting. It was it was tiring. It was tiring and it was it's also unfortunate to leave, especially when you make really good friends. It's hard. But I remember always saying I'd rather know them than to have never known them at all. Yeah. So make a lot of good friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So but just think of all the people that we would have missed out on having not moved. Yeah. You know? You're right. Is, is there any place that you would have liked to stay? Um, I think the place that I wanted to stay is Oklahoma. Hmm. I like the people there the most. I think we had the most fun there. It started to be the most fun because we were there almost three years, mm. a total of three years. So I really liked it there. I liked the people. Um, if I would choose to go back anywhere to go because it's pretty and I wish I would have taken more advantage of it was probably Charleston, South Carolina. Mm. Cause I, I feel I'd like love to go back to Charleston. Yeah. You guys were too little and I feel like, you know, we were so close to the beach, like 20 minutes, weren't we? Not that far. Pretty. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like we would have, oh man. If I could go back to somewhere, that would be where I'd go for its beauty and the beach, and that mm. was awesome. But if I could go back to the people, it was Oklahoma. Is it safe to say, and this is a transition into Dad's questions, is it safe to say that Oklahoma was the most stressed Dad was job-wise? Was that the worst job, that, or not worst, but, you know, most stressful job you've been a part of, the Devon Tower? Um, I would say it seemed to me... Like, it was um, a very stressful one, but I feel like, or I hope, that as he got further along in his career, the more I got used to him being gone. Mm. So, I feel like the most stressful time was when we were first moved here, and you were in kindergarten, and Griffin was two, and Cameron was a baby. That's where I had the hardest time, because... I was stuck at home and couldn't do anything and I didn't know anybody and he was gone. He heard, I think he made supper, made it home for supper maybe once a week. So I had a hard time with that one because um, you guys were little mm. and I was alone a lot and it was the beginning of all of our moving. Mm. But as each move went on, the more I got used to him being gone, not to say I didn't give him any trouble, but it got less and less, don't you think? I got more used to it or yeah, less demanding. The, well, yeah, the Georgia, the first move to Georgia when the kids were really little was difficult because I was also new in my occupation and I was trying to learn the job and I tried and failed miserably at trying to be home, but um, that was pretty stressful. And then Oklahoma was stressful just because of the, size of the job and the speed of the job and the complexity of the job and and the, and the people that we were working for weren't very easy to work for either. So Oklahoma was the most stressful later in my career, early in my career, though it was, it was when we lived here. I was working at the business school for Georgia Tech. But it wasn't even difficult because Devin was difficult because of all the things you just listed. The first move to Georgia was difficult just because you weren't here all the time and you were stressed about that. Well, or yeah. was that job difficult too, working well, the, for Georgia Tech? The job wasn't uh, the job wasn't as difficult as as the job in Oklahoma, but 
Um, it was difficult because I was learning everything for the first time. Everything was new. Well, and you and were trying to prove yourself, too, and put in the time. Mm. Yeah, so you had the pressure at work, and then I had the pressure at home, at home to try to get home, and it didn't work out real well. Yeah, and then traffic. What kind of phone did you have at the time that we moved to Georgia? Did they have those little walkie-talkie Nextel phones yet, or is that still early on? Were you able to text back and forth? What kind of phones did you have at that Te- time? Texting wasn't a thing, but I had a cell phone. Um, I did have a Nextel at one time. The flip phone, the Motorola flip phones were mm. real popular then. But um, I remember that's when we had a, a phone, actually a phone. A home phone. Yeah. yeah. When's the so last house that you had that. a home phone? I'm pretty sure it was Oklahoma was the last time you guys had a home phone. That was the first home that we ever lived in that we did not connect to a landline. Yeah. Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. First one. I thought Virginia was the first one you actually got no home phone. Well, we might have had a landline at... That was 2009. Wow. In Oklahoma <laughs> when we did not have a home it's phone. It's been 10 years time. since you've had I a home phone. I thought we had one there because they hadn't perfected the 911 thing and they couldn't connect with the address. Okay. You're right. We might have had we might have yeah. had one, but we didn't use it. No, didn't use it. it was just we had to have it for... For purposes of nine one one location, because mm. they didn't like your cell phone. Now they know where you're at. Oh, GPS tracking and stuff. Yeah, at, when the, the purpose of the home phone was were, to yeah the, the if you mm. guys ever had an emergency and called nine one one, the cell phone wouldn't have brought that up back then. Back then, dang, yeah, that's funny. Uh, dad's questions now, dad. Uh, some of your sisters say that you are grandma's favorite. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> well, that's easy for them to say simply because I was the only boy and had four sisters. But um, I, like you and your mom, I invested a lot of time with mom and helped her cook and clean. And And my dad wasn't real handy around the house, so she always had me do the stuff at home, the clean out the gutters and mow the yard. and And so... So you were a godsend in her <laughs> favor. Well, I don't know about that, but but certainly she had four girls and only one son, so that's probably just natural for them to feel that way. I wish I could have had them on here and talked to them and asked them questions about that. But like, was that difficult growing up with sisters? Try well, to push your put yourself. Well, all four of all them, four of them. All four of them. By the way, you're going to say that I'm crazy and that I was the favorite. They're going to say that. Yeah, uh, they're all going to text you or text me or something when they hear this. Oh yeah, for sure. It's going to blow up. Say, what are you thinking? Or why are you crazy? Why do you even think that that's not the case? But, um, mom also um, disciplined, and she disciplined me uh, just as much, if not more, because I was a little shit sometimes. Than, this, than my sisters, but growing up with four girls, I, I made it pretty simple because I would get out of bed early, and I'd get in and out of the shower, and I'd leave. and You'd be out of there before then, they even got up. And then I played four sports in high school, so there wasn't any time during the year that I wasn't in an after-school activity. What so sports did you play in high school? I played um, football, baseball, track and field, and basketball. I didn't know you played basketball. Every year except my senior year. In high school? Yeah. I didn't know he played basketball. He was water boy. Yeah. <laughs> was he? <laughs> no. <laughs> was yeah. he the mascot? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't very good at most of them, but um, 
but I played all four of them. And then on top of that, I was in drama, so I was in the school play every year. Oh yeah, I knew that. And we got to hear this. Grease guy. I'd go straight from either track practice or baseball practice straight to the um to theater practice. Were you cool what in high mean? school? Considered you, cool. Considered cool. Were you? Too? Um well, pop- popular, yeah. sure. I mean, but it's not very it if anything, it's harder to be popular in a town where your high school is small. Smaller than it is in a big high school. I would I I'm assuming that I was. Yes. Probably, do you think your name had anything to do with it? If you uh, were just some random Joe Blow, do you think you would have been popular? Um, I think that... Or do you think the Kirby and the Lewis name helped out in that? Were your I, sisters I popular? I think the name, yes. Yeah. I think the name helped out, but I also think that um, I also made my own name for myself, too. I was, mm. I was a good kid. I was respectful, and then, of course... What you were, what you did for the school as an athlete, you were successful out, you know, when you played your sport. So people recognized you for that reason, mm. you know. Yeah, I mean, I I had two older sisters that were in high school at the same time as me. So because they were they were older, I knew I knew everybody pretty well in all grades, and the school was small anyway. But um, I guess if you want to say popularity is was is the question then yeah i mean you can't be involved in that many things and not know everybody and and know all the coaches and know all the teachers and mm-hmm. and so you know i was on the i was on the homecoming court um, mm. and and aunt jody was a homecoming queen of her class oh i didn't know that so there was there was only two in his class <laughs> right. no, kidding. yeah we had to go to a neighboring city to get enough to be on the court but <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as you know, I was, um, involved in a lot of, I was, I was busy. I was never at home. Why did you join drama? Uh, because, um, frankly, uh, because joy, uh, was into it and she really liked it. And she was like, you should come out for the play and, and this and that and the other. And I, and I, you were never I, like, I I'm a, I'm a superstar athlete crazy popular guy i'm not gonna go and be one of the drama geeks no i did what i wanted to do did you sing ever no no singing roles thank goodness (laughs) i wouldn't have been in but my freshman um my freshman and sophomore year i had pretty big parts in the play my junior year as well and then my senior year i directed the play instead of which one was it greece no it was um uh, wizard of oz i directed (laughs) my senior year how do you feel about the Wizard of Oz movie? Does it stack up to the way your play was? Yeah, no. I mean, your play we were, was better. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It was a small school with small budget. We went in there and made our own outfits and costumes, and mm. and then, but you know, you'd get a you'd get the a lot of people that would come to the grandma, and grandpa, come see you play in the plays. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, when the plays went on, it was like two weekends in a row and there was like three showings. So you did the same play three or, you know, six times total, three times a weekend, um, three days a weekend, I'm sorry. And then, uh, three times a day. So wow. you're you doing do it, it like 20 times, nine or something. times. Well, and you practice for shoot, we'd practice for four months and you'd memorize all your lines and then you'd go and do it live. Wow. And sometimes you got them all right, and sometimes you didn't do so well. I remember 
uh, when Joy was a senior, I had the lead male role as a sophomore. And me and her had scenes together, and I instead of calling her by her stage name, I called her Joy. <laughs> <laughs> but the show must go on. <laughs> uh, what's the origin of Oh My Chicken? Oh, my, yeah. Joy uh, asked me to ask you that. Yeah. When we were going to school at uh, South Alabama, um, one of the, our neighbor's brothers um, come to visit, and he was a guy that didn't cuss. And instead of cussing, he would when you'd say something, he'd be like, oh, my chicken. He was from Puerto Rico. Yeah, he's from Puerto, from Puerto Rico. Rico. Oh, my chicken. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Dad called him Hector, um, <laughs> but that wasn't his name. Uh, because I brought him home for Christmas one time because he yeah. didn't didn't have any family, so he went to Illinois. He looked with like us. a skinny Rajesh. Yeah, he did from Kuthrapali. Tall, uh, tall, tall, skinny Rajesh, and I remember coming home in the car because I'm like, we should bring him home. He doesn't have any family or anything. So we drive home in your dad's pickup truck. So it's all three of us sitting there. He had the <laughs> worst breath. Oh. Did he not? Yeah, it was so bad, Logan. His breath was so bad. But what did your? He couldn't say mayonnaise. What did he say? Mayonnaise. No, mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. He, <laughs> he was asking your grandpa Lewis for some, some mayonnaise, and he said mayonnaise. Dad couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> I don't think he ever got any mayonnaise. Yeah, Joyce said your dad had a roommate that came home for Xmas to Grammy and Papa's. All he would say was, "Oh my chicken." Yeah, that was his expression. Wow. Oh, my chicken. One thing, something. Chicken, so that's where that comes from <laughs> when dad chicken. says, oh, my chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What about, uh, Joy also asked, uh, your dad did donuts in someone's muddy field and trashed Papa's car along with a lot of crop. Want to retell that one? Uh, that's a story you guys have heard a million times. Oh, my. But me and some, me and some buddies were out on a Friday, on a weekend. Was night. Jarbo with you? Uh, Eric was not there that night. It was three other, two other guys, but not Eric. And, um, we just were out being kids and we're out driving around in the country and whatnot. And somebody was having a wedding up at the church. Um, and I w was out in the cornfields and the car was not looking that well. And we drove by and joy was outside. Joy's like, what are you doing? <laughs> And I said, "Don't worry about it." But I had, I had some, uh, stalks some thinking. corn stalks uh, <laughs> hanging on my w windshield wiper. <laughs> and she's like, "You're out driving around in the fields, aren't you?" So later on that night, I it had been a long day, and I got it stuck out in the. Mm. I got it stuck, and I couldn't get out. And it was. So what'd you do? Call Gramps? No, I um, I walked. I walked uh, three or four miles into <laughs> Bement to get my boss, who I worked at a uh, service station, and he had a he had a tow truck. And I walked to his house and woke him up at 1 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and asked him to come tow me out. He got up, but we got out there, and it was too dark, and we couldn't we couldn't get the car hooked up. So, uh, yeah, I had to go back. Whose car was it? It was mine. <laughs> my car. But it was not... A, what kind of car was it? It was a 1986 Oldsmobile Calais. <laughs> nice. Uh, what was it like uh, knowing that at one point in time, 
grandma and grandpa Kirby were not fond of you. Was that hard to continue dating her? I've always said since from the beginning, if I knew my girlfriend's parents didn't like me, I'd be out and vice versa. If my parents didn't like my girlfriend, she would not be there. Well, um, the fact of the matter was, is that we were hanging out a lot and we were together a lot, but, um, they weren't fond of me because of the results of your mother's grades, which was not, it may have been a, a result of us spending a lot of time together, but she'll tell you she wasn't going to class and she wasn't doing the things she needed to be doing. Mm. And that same semester that she didn't do oh, good, go. I did very well. <laughs> and I was taking physics and calculus and all the hardcore and I made the dean's list. The dean's list, I'll repeat. <laughs> and she did not. Mm. And she got herself in trouble at school, which got herself in trouble with grandpa and grandma, and they they um, was were sure that, that, was, that I was a big influence in that, and rightfully so. From their perspective, that probably is the way it felt, well, but... Um, I feel like there was also a lot of unknowns, too. It's like... I was dating somebody from uh, dating somebody from another school that they didn't even know anything about. And then, um, so they didn't know him. He also was very, um, you were cocky, and you were also very, um, it wasn't that he was opinionated, but he was very um, confident. Just wasn't. Um, didn't hesitate. Yeah, Paulette and Don raised him to be very um, uh, in charge of his life. He was totally in charge of his life. Where I was, um, you know, I did whatever I thought I wanted approval. And I'm a mixture of the the both. Yeah, it was like, which is good. It's a good combination. But it was, I think that's another thing too is, is I... I started making decisions that they were shocked I was probably making. Therefore, it caused them to, um, of course, they're not going to blame me. Mm. They love me. So they want to blame the first person that's involved in my life, and it was him at the time. So mm. when, she, when she got her scholarship to go to South Alabama, they didn't want they him to f- go. They found out that I was going to go. And they weren't they excited weren't, about that. They weren't that. excited about that, but... Um, went anyway because I thought she was the one and and boy did she get lucky that I followed her huh Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh if if you were granted no sorry not that one uh did you since you had all sisters and maybe you could answer this question too I don't know if this really applies but did you ever have any friends that were like dude I'm gonna go after your sister or dude I'm gonna date your sister that's Um, every dude's nightmare to have a sister Jody and Joy and I are all close in age, and they were older than me. So the guys that were dating Jody weren't really my "quote unquote" friends. But they still, were still like, were your friends like, "Dude, your sisters me. are hot. Let's go for well, your sisters." Yeah, I'd get comments like that um, from time to time, but I don't have. I don't think any of my close friends, maybe one exception, Jeff Price. Um, he was Joy's age. He was. Um, two years older than me, but he was a football player, basketball player. And so we ran around together some, uh, and he dated joy for a little bit, Mm. but, um, there wasn't ever any 
tension or issues with that. And Jill and Jeanette were so much younger than me that I didn't know those boys either. So, mm. you know, when I was out of high school before Jill got in high school, so I didn't know I didn't know those guys that she was dating. Mm. Mm. If you were granted three wishes, what would you wish for? Jill wanted me to ask you that one. Who? Jill. That was me. Was it? Mm-hmm. Well, she said the same thing then. Cool. I think. Well, I had three wishes. Yeah, three wishes. Well, the first would be that my parents would still be alive. Mm-hmm. I'd like for them to see what you know what we've done and where we where we're at and yeah. Um. Other than that, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I wish that your mom didn't have to go through breast cancer. Mm. And uh, my third would be. Maybe back in the day, I wish I might, it was a better athlete, so that that may have been a part of a bigger part of my life. It was a big part of my life, but I there was a day where I woke up and I had to realize that I wasn't good enough, and hmm. and that was a sad day. Interesting. Well, now I have your questions for the two of you. I just realized uh, I sometimes I look over and just make sure it's recording. Wouldn't it be great if we didn't record this whole thing? Oh my. Be awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know the story, but uh, let's reiterate to the people in our family that may not know or the listeners. Uh, how did you guys meet? Give us the story. Which one of you wants to tell it? Um, <laughs> well, at Parkland College, and I remember right when you walk in, I don't know if it's the front entrance or whatever, but there was this one um, kind of like hallway or like ramp that would it was like a commons area yeah mm-hmm. and so um the baseball and the volleyball team hung out together all the time and so um it was just kind of automatic like as a freshman you walked out I knew that we hung out with the baseball team so um I just remember coming in and um I really didn't know your dad yet um your dad I was someone that lived in an apartment locally where your dad commuted so I I knew the kids that lived in the apartments the baseball players that lived in the apartments but I didn't know the kids that that commuted and he was a commuter so I I didn't really know him um it's not that I didn't think he was good looking I just knew he was first of all he was shorter than I was (laughs) um, was and still is (laughs) um he or the same height um he just wasn't i just never pictured myself with you know what i mean with someone just, that was shorter yeah, than you i just thought it's taken a long time to talk about how we met okay sorry instead of the details so of- i just remember okay sorry i just remember <laughs> him hanging out with um this one kid all the time and i remember um meeting him and they they were always i thought I'm kind of beating around the bush. I had a hard time with him because I didn't think he was um, he was drinking and it just anyway. I liked his friend. Mm. Oh, I thought it was him that liked your friend. No, he liked. I liked his friend that he was hanging out with, or kind of had a little bit of a crush on the friend that he hung out with, and he was always with the friend. And so, who was the friend? Do I know him? 
Uh, Greg Buckner. No. Anyway. Shouts to you, Greg. You don't know him. Um, But I had a class with one of her roommates, Lisa. That's who I'm thinking of. And oh, Lisa? Her and I yeah. were in a class together, and I, and I sat either behind her or in front of her. I don't know. Um, and I did that intentionally because I knew that she hung out with <laughs> your mother. And so I just kept on telling this Lisa. I, I was like, Lisa, I am going to date your – I want to date your roommate. And she's like, well, you know, she's not really – she doesn't really have a boyfriend, but she's – Seeing this guy, his name was Woody. That his nickname was Woody. He was Why a, was his nickname he was, Woody? He was on a baseball team. He was a loser. I didn't know it. <laughs> didn't know it at the time, but. Um, and I said, okay, well, whatever. I said, if you guys are out sometime or whatever, and you know, remember, we didn't. This is a time with no cell phones. So what'd you say? No cell phones. So if you wanted to communicate with somebody, you either had to see them in person or you had to call them on a landline telephone. Um. But finally, um, it was in the winter. It was, uh, in fact, it was it was the end of January, and it was before we came back from Christmas break. I got it was Christmas. You had new clothes on, right? After, it wasn't before we came back for Christmas break. It was after. Anyway, our first date was on January the 29th. I remember that, wow. and this is why I remember that. My uh, grandpa Lewis had got a brand new uh, Buick LeBaron car, company car. And I got invited to come to watch a movie with Lisa and your mom. And I did and, not know. And she did not tell, Lisa did not tell your mom that I was coming. <laughs> but then after I got the invitation, it snowed like crazy. It snowed probably, I don't know, 12 or 14 inches. Wow. And the car that I had, I wasn't comfortable driving it in the in that weather conditions. So I asked Dad, I said, Dad, I... I want to take your car to Champagne, and he said, "Okay." This I think it was a Friday night because Dad wasn't working the next day, so I drove Dad's brand new car in the snow up to watch a movie with your mom. What was the movie? Do you remember? Mm. I don't. I, remember. don't I don't. But she was a she liked those cookies, Nutter Butters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they look like yeah. a peanut. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped and got a, some of those and that swung was, by. That was later. No, that was the first night. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. What was your reaction when you saw him walk in? Oh, great! And Lisa was like, <laughs> "She's like, be nice." And I go, "Lisa, you know." I was like, "Come on, this guy's an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I just remember him coming in, and um, I, I when he sit next was, to you, I thought it was after Christmas break, but I was tired. I was laying on the floor. Um, with a pillow watching a movie. And I remember he walked in with this Nike Air Jordan sweatshirt. It was black. And it ma- with the Air Jordan tennis shoes. And it matched. Oh, it was gray. It was gray. And it matched with the. green and purple. And it matched the Air Jordan. Because you had the had purple. On. Fives. The great yeah. fives. Yeah, the great fives. a pair fives. of Levi's. And I thought, oh, he's cute. And that was really about it. And then Lisa's like, well, I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then. So what'd you talk about? What was his first, what was the first thing you asked him? Or he asked um, you? Um, I, I don't remember him, what he asked. How did he I talk? remember he smelled good. I still love this, the clone to this day. He smelled so good. I thought, oh, he smells good. But that was about it. And then. How did he talk? Like. 
so uh, what's your major? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that he used to, there was this one song out. It was called Hippie Chick. And he had a business card on him. I don't know if it was a business card or he had some kind of a card in his pocket. And he asked me for my phone number. And he wrote on the back of the card so that he could put my phone number on there. Mm. Be- uh, beautiful Kirby Chick, right? Beautiful Kirby Chick. And the song was called Hippie Chick. Mm-hmm. And so every time that song would come on, he'd go, Kirby Chick. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, he had that on the back of a business card. And then, I don't know, we just started dating. We had a little uh, some ups and downs at the beginning. and Weren't sure if you wanted to date him? Kind of. Um... But we were we were with each other so much, too much, probably. That's how I think about Catherine. You're hearing this. <laughs> we're together so much. We said it yesterday on the way home from. Was it yesterday on the way home from Thanksgiving? Yeah. No Thursday. Thursday, and I was like, "Gosh, we're with each other all the time." And she's like, "That's good and bad, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's good and bad." Yeah, you got to spend a lot of time with somebody that you're going to make that kind of commitment. Because you need to make sure that it's a person you want to be with. And I think at the very beginning we had, I had a little bit of trouble. I also wasn't. She made me chase her around a lot. She's playing hard to get. That's what I was doing with Catherine. She chased me. I was like, I don't really know if I want a relationship. I'm kind of just happy doing my thing right now. Yeah. Well, the longer you wait to date, the harder it is. Because you get really set and determined about wanting your own space. and. Mm-hmm. And now sometimes she comes over and she's just like, we don't even have to hang out. Can I just take a nap? I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, perfect. That's my idea of fun. I'll take a nap. Or you take a nap and I'll play video games. She's like, that's not quality time. I want quality time. You need to be able to spend time. She'll hear this. Sorry, Catherine. (laughs) You need to be able to spend time when it. it, When we're not doing anything. When it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, like, surrounded. she'll bring her laptop and she'll, like, be making lesson plans and I'll be on my computer not even looking at each other, but she's just yeah, there. And that's enough being, for me. Yeah, it's just being together. Just being in the same atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite trait? Having a hot flash? Yeah. <laughs> what was uh, the favorite trait of your parents that you can, that you kind of took into when you became parents? Like the favorite thing that your parents did that you were like, I'm gonna do that when I'm when I have kids. Oh man, that's a hard one. The favorite thing? I I, I don't know if I guess I don't know if it'd be a favorite thing, but certainly one of the things that I saw my dad do uh a lot that influenced me was the the way in which he went to work all the time. He enjoyed himself and he liked to drink a lot of beer and but he didn't miss work and he just would always say how important it was to be there and be on time. And if you're not five minutes early, you're late. And that helped me a lot. It was a big influence. Like I said, I'd see him, see him get up after a hard day uh, on a Sunday or, or during the week of, of partaking a lot of, of beer and he'd get up and go to work regardless Never miss work. Hmm. What about you? I don't know. I I I knew that I a trait that I wanted. Well, I would have to sit. 
I would have to say that. Um, <laughs> Hers is making shit on a shingle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that it was um, that I wanted to make sure that I was involved and supportive, meaning I knew that my parents were always there. They were always going to my things. They were always um, a part of everything that I did. Mm -hmm. So I just knew that no matter what, I wanted to be just as involved, you know? Yeah. Um, That's a hard one. Kind of similarly, is there a tradition that each of your families did that you knew you wanted to continue on? I kind of feel like everything, a lot of the things that we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. For my family, we, we were big 4th of July people, but when we, when we had our kids, Steph wasn't so much, your mom wasn't, and, and so we didn't do that as much, but growing up, the 4th of July was a, was a major event. It is now, at least now that there's the pool and the bar and everything. Yeah, well, the only thing that I can think of is, I'm not I meant, as, I'm out- sorry, I meant more specifically fireworks, like going to a yeah. fireworks show. Yeah. He, we you did, did that. that though. You took, you would take them, and yeah. sometimes I didn't go because I. I'm when not you, you don't care. Well, I'm not a huge fan. I got bit up all the time uh, by mosquitoes and stuff. Yes, I was always. I did too, but I think we liked up. the fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we. I did it when you guys were real little, but then when you guys, when you got older, and I asked you if you want to go, you guys just weren't really that into it because it didn't mean to you guys. You like buying fireworks now and like well, yeah. just in the middle of the afternoon and throwing them off in the <laughs> Absolutely. Dad used to do that too. Around the 4th of July, he'd just buy firecrackers and he'd just shoot them off he'd randomly. Put them in the trees at the house and we'd be outside, you know, talking or whatever and all of a sudden one go off and he'd giggle and cackle. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he liked doing it. What's uh what was the hardest part about raising us? Your job's pretty much done. Um, oh, no, this one's not. easy. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Oh, yeah. Say it. Griffin. <laughs> Just as a whole. It's <laughs> the hardest thing about raising you was, was her and I's ability to compromise yep. and get to still, a common ground Still on, on the way we thought about anything, about the way we thought about you getting your driver's license, the way we thought about you um, – going on spring break trips or whatever the case is, anytime that we had a parental decision to make, we would debate a lot, and we still do. Well, um, Grandma and Grandpa Kirby, it's just it's very obvious. Um, Grandma and Grandpa Kirby were a lot more strict than Don and Paulette were. Um, I respect so much today now about the way Don and Paulette were. Um I do have, there are a lot of positive things about that he continues to keep enforcing about making sure that you learn to do things on your own and make your own mistakes. But when I was growing up, um, I, this might be wrong, and I'm trying not to say something that would hurt anybody's feelings, but I feel like they didn't want us to make mistakes. Therefore, it was a little bit more strict. So they were a lot more involved in decision-making where I feel like at your home, they let you make your decisions and s- to see what would happen to make your own well, mistakes. Does gra- that make sense? It does. Grandma, Grandma Lewis went the Catholic 
grade school, middle school, and high school. She wow. was she was all girls, right? She was all females, and she was raised in a very strict, strict environment. environment. And she, because of that, she she didn't want to be the super kinda, duper strict. She parent. went on. Uh, she went on the off the deep end on the other side, but um, but was very, very, very. Um, you need to make your own decisions. Laid you back. need to go do it. She didn't do stuff for us like we do for our kids. Mm. And Not, she would make she would make me take let responsibility you make your decisions yourself. Take responsibility for going and getting the bank account. She'd tell me to, but I had to go do it. She didn't go with me. And you needed to go, you know, mow go get lawn mowing jobs. And I'd go get them, and I'd be responsible, and I'd have to go do all of it. And if I needed gas, she wouldn't put the gas tank in the car and take me up there and get gas. I'd ride my bike and hold a gas can. Well, so she was just very. She just made us very independent and very. Well, and therefore, Logan, are we keeping you awake? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm having a yawn attack. Um, therefore, because it was so um, laid back with his side and my side was more strict. It's so hard growing up being raised a particular way and him. Cause if Griffin wants to go party his ass off in and San Diego, dad's going to say, go ahead. And you're going to say, no, what if he gets hurt? What if he, yes, that's not always true, but <laughs> you know it to be true. I didn't want you guys going on spring breaks. I never got to go on a spring break. I just felt like, um, and we still, and none have, of our kids went on spring break in high school. We still have a problem. To this day, um, about compromising, it's it's hard. Um, I always say he went is he wants me to go full blown Ivesdale, <laughs> and he won't come part way to Roanoke. So we're trying to find a happy medium where we're both um, making oh, both of you. Yeah, it's hard though. It's hard. That's why I always say whenever you're we almost always have met in the middle. She doesn't think so, but we almost always have. None of you guys went on spring break in high school. None of you. Mm -mm. I didn't really care to. Yes, you did. You did wanted I? to go to Canada your senior year. <laughs> yeah, and I not, did. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, and we said no. And Griffin wanted to go with the Harrison. So did Cameron. We said no. Would I? Would I have said yes? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't saying let him go. I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm real fond of it. I don't think I'm a big fan. So even though she said that I was full-blown Ivesdale, wasn't true. I was not over the top that way. When they got in college and Griffin wanted to go to spring break, yes, he's in college. And I didn't want it. It's happen. called being in college and being a young man. Mm. And I feel different. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a rite of passage. It's kind of like. And I college. think I think that rite of passage is what he's talking about. I know, but there's a there's a time for everything. If you're doing it all now when you're in college, what are you going to want to do later? But it's and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that <laughs> I, a lot of it has to do with the fact that when we lay our heads on our pillow at night, I'm worried. Mm. I worry about a lot of things that I can't control. It's just my nature. And he just says. It is what it is. What can you do about it? You're worrying about something you can't control. Mm. So that's the thing that's hard is um, trying I'm to compromise. I'm not going to have a bunch of anxiety over things I can't control. I do. I can Me control too. whether you go on the trip or not, but once the decision is made, then you're on the trip. I'm worried the entire time thinking about them getting in trouble or making a mistake or getting caught or 
And of course, I try to remind myself, Stephanie, stop. You can't worry about it. And all that's going to happen. That's part of it. Yeah. Next question. Um, Which decade of your life has been the most fun of being married? I like to say now your 40s has been the most fun, right? Yeah, probably. Wouldn't you say the 40s? When you say fun, just like overall. Yeah, like the best, just the best overall experience. Yeah, I'd I'd say so. As we've gotten, as you guys have grown up and become young men and women, it's it's um, exciting to see that and see you guys leave the nest, if you will, and start doing your thing. And that's fun for me. It My, makes it makes me a little sad sometimes because I, you know, on Snapchat when the Nafsikas were sharing those videos, yeah. and the kids were little, and I think. I think back, if I could go back, I would, because I feel like I didn't, I spent so much time hoping for the next moment. Like, yeah. I, I can't wait till they walk, I can't wait, or I can't wait till they're out of diapers, I can't wait till they walk, I can't wait till they do this, I can't wait till they do that. And then all of a sudden, you're 25, and you're like, oh yeah. man, why didn't I enjoy each moment better? Yeah, and that's, that's a she wants to be in control. She wants more control, and I don't need the control. Oh, great. And that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm more comfortable with it, and I don't have anxiety about it. I don't have anxiety about you guys driving your cars on spring break or going driving to Illinois. The anxiety is I hope the car is going to make it, not us. You, know, you getting a flat tire or, uh, you know, or running out of gas or something like that. But uh, I don't – I don't have to have control, and so that I don't get bent out of shape about it. And she always asks me why I'm not more. Why aren't you more excited about it? It's because I don't. I don't need to be excited about it. Well, and it's not necessarily about control. It's about the f- the fact that what it is. You just said that to me the other night. I want to have more control. It's, quote unquote. It's it's about the fact that the things that. I'm not in control of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause me anxiety. Yeah. When anyway. you were when you when you were little, she could control everything. Mm-hmm. And she can't now. Yeah. And that's it's hard. Called doing your job as a parent and getting you prepared to go take control of yourself. That's called life, Logue. Mm-hmm. Uh what is uh, one thing, I asked you guys this the other night, what is one thing that you've rediscovered about each other now that you're empty nesters? She's got bad bareth, <laughs> Big time. I've known that forever. <laughs> um, one thing that I've <laughs> noticed, I will say, is um, I've been, you know it, Logan, I've been having a hard time with this transition of being an empty nester because I know what it means. It means you're no longer little. I have no control anymore. Mm-hmm. It means Set it, again. it means I'm getting older, and it means that once you leave the house, you no longer will consider. I hope you will still consider it home, but I have noticed that what's scary about the fact when everybody leaves is you're so busy with life and taking care of kids and going to swim meets and going to their activities and being involved in their life that when they're not there anymore, if there were any problems, they're front and center. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we've had to figure out how to re-communicate 
and talk and be a little bit more vocal. And I've noticed at the very beginning it was hard, but it's getting better in a sense that he'll be like, are you coming down and watching TV? And it's, I've noticed that whenever I talk, he listens more. And I think it's because he doesn't have anybody else to listen to. I'm, I'm his priority now at home. And he's my priority now at home. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like well, yeah. I, there's no more coaching to, and teaching. Yeah, I don't you have to fight for. I don't have to fight for him to listen to me because he's not focused on helping something with Cameron or Griffin and vice versa. Now I can say, "What do you want for dinner?" Or "What do you want to do?" It's just us two. It's only us two that we have to. Yeah. So. Mm. What was uh? Let's go back. What was that moment like uh, seeing each other when dad got off the plane in Indianapolis and seeing each other the, for the first times after finding out that you were going to be parents? Oh, my. I immediately cried. Remember? Mm-hmm. I did. I immediately cried and thought, oh, no, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? You know, because back then, uh, you know, it's – it's not a death sentence per se, but you just know it's a struggle. And mm-hmm. it just, it was scary. I was, didn't want anybody to think bad of me. Didn't want any, you know, all those things, a ton of mixed emotions. I knew I loved him even more so then, or even more so at that moment than I knew I had before. Does that make sense? Were you engaged at the time? No. mm but had talked a lot about getting married. We just had put that off because we we're still in school. Yeah. Hmm. It was going to happen. We had dated at that point for four, four years. years. Yeah. So we knew we were going to get married. It was just that it sped things up quite a bit. And a lot of people had experienced having kids at a younger age and knew that it was only going to make our life a little bit more difficult. And it was. I'm sure it probably was, but there is not one ounce of it I would change. I know it's easy to say, but I wouldn't change anything. We wouldn't be where we are today if it weren't for that reason. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Tell me about the blizzard. On our wedding? Mm-hmm. That was horrible. I remember it being horrible and being worried about it, but I also know that it didn't. I when I sit and think about it, I remember I didn't care. I just wanted to get married to your dad. So if no one would have showed up, the weekend before that was worse, or the um, not the weekend before, the rehearsal, but the dinner. rehearsal dinner night was Terrible. was worse because we had it all the way up in Toluca, and we had to drive back to Bloomington. And me and my family weren't familiar with the roads. with the roads in the area because we were up in Roanoke. in the Roanoke mm-hmm. area, and so we we had to get back home. And thank goodness, uh, Uncle Terry told me to follow him closely. I mean, the roads were so bad, I, I could barely see him in it was front like of me. Like a kaleidoscope coming at you. It was, it was snowing so and bad. blowing so hard. It mm-hmm. was terrible. And and I followed Uncle Terry all the way to to Downs, and then with and then it's just you know, not too far from there, but if I, it would have took 
I would have had to gone really, really slow if I wouldn't have been able to be behind him. But yeah, it was, it was terrible. Well, and, and then I, the wedding day was cold as. Yeah, <laughs> it was and it was actually sunny, but it was fl- not flurrying, but it was windy, so it was stirring everything up, and a lot of people didn't make it. But I mm-hmm. do remember there being a lot of empty seats, but I also remember. It didn't matter. I don't know why. It didn't matter to me. The people that... Because the best thing in your life was happening to you at that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all of our family was there, and that's all that mattered. So... Uh, Hmm. Which kid was easier to potty train? Um, for, For a fact, it was Griffin. Really? Yep. You were very hard because you were going through kidney stones. Mm. And I didn't know what that you had kidney stones. So I thought you had an issue with going to the bathroom and it and little did I know it was kidney stones the whole time. But your yours took a while. Um Griffin's mm. was a lot quicker and a lot easier. Um and then Cameron's I don't remember hers being that hard either. It was yours was the hardest for mm. me. For me, you were so little. I don't think he remembers a lot of it. Or do you remember? <laughs> I remember you being the most difficult, and Griffin and Cameron both being fairly simple compared to you. Did you find out any of our genders before we were born? Yes. Everyone. No. By accident. You. We found Gr- out. You and Griffin for sure. We found out for sure for you because we were first timers. First timers, and then Griffin, you figured it out. How we we, we weren't gonna want it. We weren't we didn't gonna know. And then we were at one of the sonograms, and, and John goes, I thought I saw that something a... uh, that would indicate that it would be a boy. <laughs> that you saw a little weenie. Yeah. yeah, and he said yes. And then Cameron, and then, we didn't want to know, but then she went to an appointment by herself one time, and well, I was cracked. Having, yeah, well, I was asked. having some trouble. I was having a lot of pains and everything in my lower abdomen, and I was just, like, scared, and he was caught up in a business meeting, and I'm like, yeah, I want to know. And she told me, a girl. Were you were you one, Were you two and done? Were you ready to be done after no. the two? In fact, I wanted – he was ready to be done after two. I, be, I pushed for the third, and I even wanted a fourth. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's why he immediately had a best <laughs> But we, I We had an understanding that until I was 30, we could have as many as we wanted. But after 30, it wasn't going to have any more kids. I had Cameron 30. I was 30 still on the 28th of August, and I turned 31 mm. on and the 29th. you snipped it? Snipped it. Wow. Got it done right away. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, when, when we moved a lot, um, this is something I've always wondered. You do a lot of research and stuff in the area and in the house. Was there any, a situ ever a situation where you wanted to move somewhere, but then someone was like, Oh no, there was a murder in that house. You can, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Any I think no. weird haunting we always, or anything area? No, no. I was worried we about always, that. We always made schools the priority, and that was figured out. We figured out the house after we figured out the school. The we only just wanted to make sure. Hey guys, how's the house? Well, the schools are great, but the house is hard. Griffin levitates in his bed every night. <laughs> the only house 
that still to this day I think possibly could have had some issues or some ghosts or something odd was the Kernersville house. North Carolina? That old house. Yeah, I was going to say that house too. His mom, Jack's mom, died in that house. Mm. And that's the only house. I mean, it had some weird, like, trap doors. And Mm -hmm. it had some weird... Definitely was built during the Civil War. It it wasn't that old, I don't think. It was... Oh, yes, it was. It was like 1900 and something. The Civil War ended in 1860. (laughs) I hope it was 1900 and something. Um, It it wasn't... It was a... Older house, but it wasn't oh, quote it was, unquote. It gave old. weird vibes to me. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, it's all, it's also the only house I don't remember a thing about. Really? Oh, you don't remember Griffin picking up the dog and throwing him over to the? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh wow, I can picture it now immediately. You walk in and then the stairs are immediately go up, up, uh-huh. up, and, and up. Green, green carpet. Oh, that carpet was ugly, and so was the carpet in but this house, the do- the Georgia rental, or the, not the rental, the. The one you, the old house, house, that uh, that carpet. carpet. Oh, that was an ugly ass carpet. Yeah, (laughs) we couldn't afford to change it. Uh Do what we, you know. That's a big house, though. If you went in it now, you would be the opposite. Yeah, I remember it being massive. Seemed big at the time, but it wasn't. Mm. Mm. I got good memories in there with you. Yeah, yeah, I do. What was your first, or what's your favorite vacation? Memory as a kid. As a kid? Sure. Um, for me, it's going to Wisconsin all the time with my mom and dad and brothers and sisters. What'd you do in Wisconsin? Fishing. Hmm. Fishing and in a boat. And we'd just make mud pies outside. And it was just um, a lot of... Um, and we used to um, go to the lodge at the, at the bottom of the hill, I think it was. And... I used to get Welch's grape soda. <laughs> wow. And that was my favorite. I get to have a pop. Do you have one? We didn't uh we didn't do vacations very often, but um what I was fond of uh, growing up was uh mom and dad went camping all the time. Like all the time. And so when I was in high school, after Friday night football games, I'd drive to Lake Shelbyville and spend the whole weekend there and camp and it's mm. just, it was outdoors with friends. Yeah, I'd go to the, I'd go to the um, lake and camp with them, and I did that quite a bit. I, we'd have, um, we'd have Saturday morning uh, practice after a football game just to lift the little light weights and stuff to get the you body moving. It. No, I'd go and then I'd drive mm. to the. In camp, time, aren't we? Longer than most. Jeez. Only six more, sixty more. Questions? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, if you could go back, would you do any redo anything in college? Um, I would probably. Not have slacked. I would have probably um, worked harder in my classes. I think fe- uh, once I got into my major, if you didn't get an A or a B. It was a pass or a fail type of thing, so I got all A's. But all your pre-classes beforehand, mm-hmm. I didn't do well, and I wish that I would have worked a little bit harder. I created so much stress for myself. I wish I would have um, cared more. I would have been a little more knowledgeable about a lot more things. You know what I mean? I don't think there's anything I'd change. Which kid's your favorite? You wanted to what? 
I wanted to be an architect originally when I first went to college, but then I realized that I uh, that there weren't a lot of schools that offered architecture at the time. Uh, University of Illinois was one of the ones, and I couldn't go there. So um, I don't regret changing the engineering, but it was really a default. But I don't regret it. I wouldn't change it. Who's your favorite? Who's our favorite kid? Yeah, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> well, I would have to say. Probably me. It's not you. It's probably me. <laughs> no, I would have to say I got the most time with you. I didn't do as much shit. I got the most time with you. You you were the easiest to be with. You was you were the easiest. Griffin was a little hellion. Um, uh, no, not until he got a little bit older. But he was a very easy baby. All three of you were really easy babies. Griffin was very easy. Um, it wasn't until he got a little bit older, you know, three, four, five, that he started, you know, being a little taking asshole, taking Cameron's skin off her arm and <laughs> clawing her and flipping it, people off. <laughs> it wasn't until he got a little bit older that he started. It was, I think, it was because he was trying to make a name for himself. You know, Cameron was a little girl, and we were, oh, Cameron, Cameron, and you were the oldest, and then he was in the middle. It was like. All right, I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to start treating but people you, like shit. You were the easiest. You and I had the most, I did the most with you um, that didn't cost anything. So I had the most good natural fun with you, feeding the ducks and throwing the baseball at you with the wiffle bat. And mm. You're the one that I, and you did a lot with him, hon, too. Me too. When, we lived, in, when we lived in Bloomington, we had four years with you before anybody showed up, you know. Mm-hmm. Which, if you were to identify us as mama's boys or daddy's boys or daddy's girl or mama girl, what would you identify us all as? Cameron's definitely a daddy's girl. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Without a question, what's Griffin? Um, I think daddy's boy or a daddy's boy. I do too, but I think it's because they have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Griffin wanted to be just like him. Mm-hmm. You, I know, loved him. But you liked your own things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Griffin was like NASCAR. Everything that John liked, Griffin liked. Yeah. Did you notice Sports, that? Sports, cars, Everything. NASCAR. Yeah. But you, and it makes me wonder if it was because um, you, it was you and me a lot by ourselves. Maybe. And your dad was busy at work. Therefore. You're a mama's boy, yeah. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> yeah. You were with me a lot, so you were probably a mama's boy, probably. If, if you had one word to summarize your entire marriage so far, what oh, would it be? Wow. Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stink. Breath. What would you say? I'd, I think I would just say successful. Um, boring. <laughs> no, probably today I would say maybe unbelievable or I would say amazing. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. That's all of them? <laughs> yeah, that's all of them. Oh. You got any questions for me? Do you want me to rap? 
Um, I didn't really tell you to prepare any questions for me. You didn't ask those one questions about the the one questions that you always ask at the end. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't. But you don't have to ask them, but I came, I was thinking about them. No, no, no. I uh, completely forgot about those. Who would you have dinner with or something? Yeah, let's look at those real quick. Might as well. Unless you got to get off of here. We should, because people might get. People who, the people who want to listen to this one will listen to this one. Yeah, true. Uh, what do you get when you go to the movies? Um, popcorn, milk duds, soda, and Twizzlers. <laughs> I'm a popcorn fan. Oh, we know. I need salt. Daddy eats the whole bucket of popcorn before, just like this. And, and kinda, butter kinda all sh- over his clothes. Kind of shakes it all in his hands yep. a little bit. And then when you get home, it's like you got to freaking put shout on his shirt. Oh, and he also, remember, every time we go to a movie, he picks his toenails. Because <laughs> he wears flip-flops everywhere like a freaking weirdo. <laughs> and every time we go, all of a sudden you hear... We didn't ask what we'd do at the movies. We asked what we'd get. Oh, man. Um, is, there a, uh, is there a movie that you wish you could go back and see for the first time again? And have the same like wow reaction or oh man reaction. Not one Titanic. Really. I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> one, freaking of, movies. one of my favorites is Avatar. Oh if really? Could, mm-hmm. You go back and watch that again for yeah. the first time. Both both directed by the same guy. That's ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Sure is. Wow, true love. Yeah, I love that one and the colors, you know, in it. Mm-hmm. What's the last thing you sat down and binge watched together? Would you just finish Queen's Gambit? Yep. Mm-hmm. I just binge watched Virgin River season two. Catherine. <laughs> oh, I was just going to, I was going to say about the butter at Catherine. I think Catherine tells this story about the first time we went to a movie together. She saw that I doused the popcorn in butter and salt. And then like, I would put my hand in the popcorn and eat it and like have it all over my hand. And then I'd like reach over and put my hand on her leg. And she was like, is he really rubbing his hands with all that butter on my leg? <laughs> you do that to this day. I oh, yeah. You know how to use half the, the time, Half the time she has to, whenever we're eating out, she throws the napkin at me. She's like, use the napkin and not your damn clothes. Uh-huh. Thought uh, I told you that. Um, if you could go back, uh, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Three people? Three people. Three I know. Well, I know two of his. Yeah, I think I I thought about this after you did. And it's a hard one, but one of them I would really like to have dinner with Abraham Lincoln. Mm. I've always been a fan of Abraham Lincoln, um, and I really don't know otherwise. No modern celebrity or anybody that you'd love to talk to. No popular answers are Oprah. Negative, not at all. No desire there. Jesus. Wow, that's a good one. I don't know. Ellen. No. That's a popular answer. Barack and Michelle are popular answers. No. Tom Hanks. Nope. You wouldn't want to talk to Wilson? Wilson! I would maybe, (laughs) um, like my Grandpa Kirby, Mm. I would maybe want to have... have I think people Supper your age don't idolize Hollywood like people my age do. I I do, but 
I don't know. I can't think of somebody. Oh, like my answers are like Chris Pratt, Jack Black, Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, all those guys. I would love to have. Yeah. Or maybe just Jack Black, Jim Carrey, and Adam Sandler. Those three guys alone would just be a hell of a yeah. time. I think my grandpa Kirby maybe go and have dinner with him. What about you? Your mom and dad, right? Mom for sure. Um, Sorry, Gramps. And then um, you're hearing this. <laughs> I would really like to get to know Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> He's just a cool dude. He's my age. And yeah, I liked him for a long time. Yeah. Um, Do you watch his new show him. or listen to his new podcast or whatever he does now? Sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then the third one, I don't know. I don't, like you say, I don't idolize a lot of people, but. If you were an animal, what would you be? A sloth. For you. <laughs> um, giraffe is my favorite. Uh-huh. Giraffe or elephant. You're, dra- you're dressed like a leopard. Giraffe or elephant. And What no. would that be? What would I you definitely think? would be a cat of some kind. A big cat. <laughs> a big cat? I yeah. can see that. That's my answer. A like big a, cat. A lion. Like a leopard. Or a tire, cheetah. Tiger. Fast. She- dominant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Instantly uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Millie Vanilla. V- Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> what's Millie Vanilli? Oh, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they were known to lip sync everything. Correct. Yeah. And we still win anyway. No, I I have not been to really. R and B duo. Yeah, I've not um, <laughs> been to very many concerts ever. We recently, in recent years, you have uh, right, but you have gone to more concerts no. in your time than I ever have in my whole life. Absolutely. I don't think so. I've been to like five concerts in my entire life. I went to Chicago. Okay. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> I've never um, even heard of them. Thomas Rhett. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. And Tim McGraw. That's it. That's it. You went to Kenny Chesney. Oh yeah, what? Kenny Chesney and Old Dominion. Or no, um, uh, Eli Eric Young Band. Church. Eric, Eric Church. Church. That was a great concert. Freaking Cameron made us leave early. I can't yeah. really. That I can't really waste. say that I have any one that's favorite. I really would like to go see. Um, um either, um, Sam Hunt. Yeah. Or um, Florida Georgia Line. What about you? Best concert ever? Well, in my youth, I would have said it was, um, I saw Poison, Tesla, and Motley Crue in Indianapolis when I was a senior in high school, I think. Wow. That would have been the top of the charts at that time, but recently, and probably my most favorite, was the Goo Goo Dolls and Train. Oh, wow. That's right. You did see that. Yeah, that was a good show. Uh, mostly because every song you knew sang, every single knew. song yeah. yeah uh do you know what the words stan mute and cancel mean mm-hmm. yeah that's that just based off of listening yeah uh queso guac and salsa well um guac i know dad's answer mute i think means get rid of it no cancel it means cancel. get rid of it completely stan means Absolutely love it. And then mute means take it or leave it. Salsa is um, standing. Standing. And then. You're muting queso? Yeah. I'm standing 
queso. I'm muting guac, and I could cancel queso. Or I'm sorry, um, salsa. salsa. Mm. I like salsa. What do you think? Griff- like- what do you think Griffin's answer would be? Cancel all three. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mine's stand queso, mute salsa, cancel guac. Don't like guac. Me either. I still, when I try it to this day, Catherine's going to hear this and be like, when did you last try it? Every time we try something. When's the last time you had guacamole? Guacamole. Um, your very, very, very first job ever. Um, Other than like maybe babysitting or something mm-hmm. or cleaning Like a house. real... Real contribute real to job, society. I worked job. at the Dairy Swirl, and it was a local. Some would say that you still do work at the Dairy Swirl every <laughs> once in a while. Um, the um, <laughs> that's a poop joke. Yeah, the um, local mm-hmm. ice cream joint and doing twirl of the cone. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> it does sound good. I was CEO and founder of Lewis <laughs> Lawn Maintenance. <laughs> And in the wintertime, I scoop the snow from their drives. Mm, wow. <laughs> Founder of Lewis Lawn Maintenance. <laughs> LLM. Oh, boy. Uh, recently, McDonald's, last one. Recently, McDonald's had a promotional meal called the Travis Scott Meal. Are you familiar? Rapper Travis Scott collaborated with McDonald's, and it was just McDonald's said, okay, we'll sell your meal. To as like a promotional thing to people for six bucks. It was the cheapest meal McDonald's has ever done. And it was a double quarter pounder, large Sprite, and a barbecue sauce with a large fry. What's my If I pulled up to McDonald's and ordered the Stephanie, what would they give me? I thought you were going to say pull up to Chipotle. Uh, Well, any restaurant of your choice. If you pulled up to Chipotle, it would be a bowl with chips and a root beer. Mm. What's in the bowl? Um, chicken, lettuce, rice, little, uh, pico and cheese. Mm. But uh, McDonald's is double hamburger, or two, two hamburgers and a fry and a Diet Coke. It's boring. So I would choose Chipotle. I think mine would be the Travis Scott. I'd You'd get the double quarter pounder? Oh, yeah. Large the fries. Barbecue sauce with large fries. Wow. In fact, he texted me about it, and I said he could use it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now that's it. That's a long one. That was a long one. That's okay. I knew it was going to be long. Anything else you want to say to the people? You want to plug your Instagram or anything? Even though, no, you you definitely don't because you don't post anything. You're just one of those creepy cyber stalkers. Right. You don't do it anymore. You don't do it anymore? I've banned social media. Really? Just uh, takes up too much of your time, and it's wasted. I'd much rather get poked in the eye with a freaking bow and arrow than... Poked on Facebook? Than to spend another minute on social media. Whatever. He loves it, posting his half-ass forehead selfies The only times I would post stuff was about my kids, and they're gone. So sayonara, social media. Everyone go on his Instagram and count how many times he posted about me versus the other two. (laughs) The answer is minimal. (laughs) Then again, I didn't have as many achievements to post about. Let me restate. It wasn't achievements. It was activities. 
you it was active. Right. He wasn't as active. As you could just pop into my room and take a picture of me sitting on the video game. But <laughs> check but, out my fun, my son there. being a lazy ass. You weren't you weren't there when he got really involved in social media. Yeah, you're right. You, you had Facebook and all that stuff before I did. I did. It took yeah. me forever to convince you to let me have them. And they still got me in trouble. Yeah. Just like you said. Well, that's it. Thank you for having us. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Happy 25th wedding anniversary. Thank you. Thanks, love. If it weren't for me, you probably wouldn't have gotten married. That's right. You started it all. Not You're in December th- when it was snowing like hell anyway. Mm-hmm. You're th- you were the reason that got it all started. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you You're welcome. so much. Love you. I learned a lot of stuff. Yeah. Love you. I learned some stuff. Okay. If you want to follow along, just like uh, I said at the top, Whatever Logan wants on Instagram. Uh, check out Watchdog Media on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it goes by the same name. And uh, yeah, this comes out on December 11th. So happy birthday, Dad. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye.